The following contains explicit language and adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Sober Sense Podcast, making sense of sobriety by sharing our experience, motivation, and insight. Whether you're active in recovery, sober curious, or just looking for some personal growth content, you've come to the right place. So let's get to it with your hosts, Todd, Brent, and Jonathan. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Sober Sense Podcast. This episode is presented commercial-free by the Rule 62 Foundation, a nonprofit offering financial support for addiction treatment, sober housing placement, and life-building programs. If you're struggling with addiction, know someone who is, or wants to make a donation, visit r62foundation.org for details. That's r62foundation.org. Thanks for hitting us with that, Brent. Uh, Todd, you got that daily reflection for us? Yep, ready to fire it up. Let's do it. First, the foundation. Is sobriety all that we can expect of a spiritual awakening? No, sobriety is only a bare beginning. As Bill sees it, page eight. Practicing the AA program is like building a house. First, I had to pour a big, thick concrete slab on which to erect the house. That, to me, was the equivalent of stopping drinking. But it's pretty uncomfortable living on a concrete slab, unprotected and exposed to the heat, cold, wind, and rain. So I built a room on the slab by starting to practice the program. The first room was rickety because I, used, I wasn't used to the work. But as time passed, as I practiced the program, I learned to build better rooms. The more I practiced, the more I built. The more comfortable and happy was the home I now have to live in. I like that. The first thing that it I, really, I got it. What threw me off is the big, thick concrete. Man, did you see me shake my head? It fucking threw I, me I, off, I, man. I, did, I, I shook my head and rolled my eyes because I had to fight. I'm like, do I say something about that? <laughs> so let's talk I, about I, the I, big, thick concrete slab. I saw big, thick erect. Like, come on, guys. Uh, <laughs> so that's how we're starting this off. Yeah, that's how we're starting this off today, man. Big, thick thick erect that's what she said <laughs> yeah but i think uh, that th- it's perfect that it threw me off <laughs> no it's perfect that rule 62 don't take yourself so damn seriously yeah, is that true. as addicts as alcoholics it, just like this says is that recovery it, it's the spiritual awakening isn't just not drinking it's changing the way that we live and trying to adjust to the fucked up thinking that we have that got us to this place in the got us here in the first place it's so true like um but at the same time like i still enjoy thinking like that totally like like totally. the stupid shit you know it's like like someone says boobs and i still laugh you know <laughs> but like, so do I. like but when it comes to the serious stuff of like how i used to act now the difference is i can still have those funny thoughts and stuff like that but the main thing is I'm not reacting to those thoughts anymore. See, that was the challenge that I just had. As I was reading it, I was fighting. Do I say something about this? <laughs> do I follow those thoughts and actually verbalize them to the group? Or do I say it? So I'm glad that you are the one who... who How do you not say it? something? It jumped out and it jumped out. It got all erect and hit me in the head. <laughs> And that's how you know you're in the right room with the right people too, right? <laughs> Is like, there's no other place. Like, yes, we're sitting around a podcast table, but like in a meeting, right? Like you'll get a, a, a room full of laughter because everyone's thinking the same thing. And that's something also I love about our program is like, it's my tribe. It's my people. 
You go, you read this in front of a board meeting, right? Your board meeting tomorrow, Todd, you go read this. Probably not too many other people are thinking it's that funny, right? And, uh, or they won't even think of that. They might. (laughs) Only if they're like us, you know, because you're right. We, we have our, our own way, our brains process things differently, I think, you know, and you're right. We're able to laugh about that now because that isn't who we are anymore, at least for me, you know, it's, it isn't, I used to act that way, you know, instead yeah, of no. just laughing about it now. Thousand percent. And to bring it back to that reading, right. Is like a house has been built on a foundation now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just like the reading said, and I related to this part a lot about that first room he built and it was super rickety. It's exactly how my sobriety started off. Cause I still have the best ideas. And thank God I ran those ideas by a sponsor first this time around. Yeah. See, that's why the sponsor was so critical for me. You're right. For that first room, especially, you know, because that first room, you know, if it was my idea, you know, it looked like a strip club, yeah, you know, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and be built on a foundation of something like that, you know, <laughs> foundation of like thongs. Yes, exactly. It wouldn't be hard, erect, thick. <laughs> I, I also love that this first part is, is sobriety all that we can expect of us? Like it's all ready. Is that it? We're already complaining. It's, it's the fucking second one. And it's a pretty big deal about a spiritual awakening, and I'm complaining about it. And, but th- that's exactly right. Is 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 that all? Is that all I can expect? But I think that mentality is also why people are, are looking for. It's like, where's the pill? At what point do I take the test? I went through the steps. Where's the test to cure me? And then I'm done, because they think that it's just about either sobriety or not drinking. That spiritual aspect gets lost on a lot of people, I think, especially if you're not in the room or you're just getting there. A thousand percent, right? It's like when I thought about it, like I spent 2010 to 2015 in and out, in and out. And all I saw was people's physical sobriety. And, and I think that's really another reason why I couldn't stay because I was like, this is it. I'm going to sit in a room every single day for the rest of my life and listen to people's problems. No, I'm good. What my ego refused to see was their spirituality working and how their lives were getting better. And then fast forward to 2015 when I'm broken once again for at least that moment, sobriety is, was enough for me. That's all I wanted because that was the furthest thing I could grab. But if I got what I wanted when I first got sober, I would have been so, I would have shorted myself so much. And yes, like for me, sobriety at the end of the day, that is the goalpost 1000%. But I can't honestly tell you the last time I thought about a drink. You know, it's funny. You saying that sobriety being enough or not. Last night, I was having a hard time falling asleep. And my mind was racing and, and, you know, tried the prayer, tried the meditation. And what I found myself, what calmed me was focusing my thoughts on being satisfied that I'm not fucked up right now. Like the fact that it's one o'clock in the morning and I'm laying awake, you know, thinking, oh man, I got to get up early for work tomorrow, but I know I'm going to be able to get up early for work tomorrow is that my being conscious is a problem. You know, that's a pretty good fucking problem to have in relation to where I came from Oh, and yeah. in relation to the problems that I previously had. The fact that I'm laying there awake in a bed with a roof over my head. I've got a great girlfriend. Uh, you know, my shit, my life has not gone to shit. And First time bi- stability in my, your life. My biggest <laughs> problem right now is that I'm wired and awake. Like, 
I, if you told me that, you know, six years ago, I, I would have fucking taken that. Oh, yeah. You would have ran to that. Be like, oh, that's my problem today? Absolutely. Give that to me. But, like, in our lives today, it's like, oh, this it's irritating, right? Well, and especially, you know, six years ago, if I would have said you're in bed by 11 o'clock, fucking pussy. You know, like, I, you know, <laughs> you, up till 4 o'clock in the morning. No, <laughs> you look back, nerd. Dude, all right. So, I can't believe you made it to 11. Me and uh, my wife were in bed at a little over 9 o'clock last night. No kidding. We went out to dinner. We took the in-laws out to dinner and I was toast afterwards. Absolutely toast. And I was so peaceful and content with that. Oh yeah. I, I feel great. About I, it. I look forward honestly, oh, yeah. I look forward to being in my bed. I'd watch TV or such when fall asleep at maybe 10 or so, but I look forward to being in my bed, eight thirty, nine o'clock and just hanging with the dogs and watching some TV and chilling out, you know, whereas before it was like, it, it was always, you know, just going until I blacked out. You know, and they're you know, coming too. Yeah, I've got friends who, who are the same way. And occasionally they'll say, oh, I feel bad. I should be out doing something. I should be, you know, like, oh, I'm such a nerd for going to bed at, you know, 9, 10 o'clock. And it's like, I, we were on the other side. When you talk to those people who was like, oh, I was out to a bar on a Wednesday night until fucking 2 o'clock in the morning. It's like, how'd that go? Eh, I kind of wish I didn't do it. You know, the idea of being out and getting lit until all hours of the night is better than the practice and actually doing it. So the people who are out doing it pay for it the next day. And the people who are at home looking and saying, ah, fuck, you, you should probably be out doing something. You know, are we boring? Are we? Th-? It's like, no, I have a stable life and I'm fucking stoked on that. I'll take boring, stable over what I had before chaotic and wasted. Yeah. 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 Every yeah. single time. But when I was brand new, I didn't know what that felt like. I didn't know what boring and stable felt like. And I've said this before. And like, you've heard like one of my wishes when I was getting loaded, like it would be, the sun would be coming up. I'd be in a garage somewhere. I'd be seeing someone walk their dog on like before they go to work. And I'd be staring at them like a tweaker that I am saying, man, I wish I had that. Yeah. And I have that today. But don't get me wrong. There's some more mornings I get up to walk the dogs. I'm like, eh, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. Wow. yeah. Um, well, well the, that, the gratitude, like, it's a, like just like this guy right here. Like, second sentence, is this it? Well, that's it's another so thing, too, though. What it was like uh, when I got here is, well, what the fuck is a spiritual awakening? You know, I thought that, you know, the sky's going to part this put clouds are going to part. The sky's going to open up and sprinkle fairy dust all over my naked oiled body, you know, and it's going to be be cocaine by the way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, so I thought, you know, that was a spiritual way, you know, that there's going to be this big burning bush and it's just going to be this complete, you know, like unbelievable. I'm going to see the light and shit. And I never understood what they meant by, you know, a spiritual awakening until it happened to me and I'll never forget it. You know, I, uh, woke up one morning and uh, got ready to get up and and uh, for the first time ever in my life I wasn't afraid. I wasn't afraid of getting up. I wasn't afraid of going to work. I wasn't afraid of who I had to face. I wasn't afraid of you or it of them. I wasn't afraid anymore. And I remember clear as day, man, going oh my God, something's changed in me. And I was like, motherfucker, it's that spiritual awakening that they've talked about. And uh, um, ever since then, I've never forget that. And, uh, and I've been feeding that, that momentum of that spiritual awakening ever since. Mine was basically exactly the same thing. 
when I first, when I was in detox, I made a deal with myself because I did not believe that A, I could do this sobriety thing and I did not believe that I wanted this sobriety thing. So I said to myself, all right, you spent a good 15 years in a perpetual state up and down of blackout and fucking your life up. Let's give sobriety 15 months. But in my head, you've got to give it the effort that you know you're capable of giving. And if after 15 months you don't like it, then you could go back to drinking. So giving myself that finite timeline made me feel a lot better in getting started. Around month nine, nine and a half or 10, I woke up one morning. It was a Saturday. The sun was shining in. I had both my dogs laying next to me. I woke up. I wasn't afraid of what I did the night before. Right, I yeah, felt great. Yeah. I knew that I didn't piss people off. I, you know, I wasn't reaching for my phone saying, who the fuck did I text? You know, who, what, what relationship did I ruin? I had money in the bank, uh, food in the fridge, rent was paid. And in my head, I was kind of like, what am I going to do today? Because I could the do freedom of I could doing do pretty that. much yeah. anything the that I freedom want. Freedom of the bondage. And so that was, you know, nine and a half, ten months of sobriety. And at that moment, that finite timeline was lifted because I was like, this is what I want. Like the, and just like you, I vividly remember that moment like it was yesterday. Oh yeah, and yeah. that that yeah. was the awakening of laying there and fuck, like just talking about it gives me goosebumps wow. because it was that life changing moment where nothing dramatic. It wasn't some you know like uh, like you said the clouds parting and sun rays coming down and angels singing. It was one of the most just very straightforward basic waking up in the mor- uh, in the morning. That and something had changed. Fucking life-changing experience. Yeah, same here. Something had changed inside of me. And uh, um, it was like, oh, my God. that's And I did the same thing, except I was at 12 months. You know, I was going to go back, you know, before uh, getting sober, I was tongue-fucking the barrel of a 45 because I wanted to blow my head off. And I said when I, when I did the same thing, made a promise that uh, I'll give this thing a year, you know, 12 months. And uh um, but same thing too. I was going to give it all the effort it required. And, the, and as it turns out, it was only honesty, open-minded and willing. And, uh, and I did that hundred percent. And, you know, just like I was amazed before I was halfway through. I was, I was all, so I was sold after this fifth step. Don't of you hate those fucking like sayings? Everyone, every fucking God, one of them, man. They're so dumb, but they're so true. I know. I oh, the obsession will be lifted. Yeah. Fuck you. Maybe for you people, but you didn't so drink see, like I did. That right there was mine's, I guess, slightly different. Cause I feel like I've had several spiritual awakenings and different aspects. So I remember always sitting in an AA meeting, looking at that 12 step and having a spiritual awakening. And I just, I was like, if I could just have that, I'll be okay. And to me, a spiritual awakening was, I, I think different. I act different. Everything about me is different. And it wasn't like that. It wasn't a turn switch like that. When I was in rehab, I remember being able to lay down. I don't know. I must've been two or three months in and I fell asleep within the first five minutes. That to me was a spiritual awakening. I was never able to do that even as a kid. And then at some point in that rehab too, I don't, there's like a month that went by or something. And I was like, I haven't thought about getting loaded. Mm. That was a spiritual experience. Uh-huh. For me. And I've had these little ones and just Ooh. like the sun shining on me one day or something. And, and I truly like stop in the moment and look around and I'm like, this is cool. Like I'm content. I'm not looking for something else. Um, 
So let's go, let's put some words in our po- pocket to carry with us the rest of the day. Todd, if you say erect, I swear to God. <laughs> well, I'm just going to no, say. It's going to be, Todd's big, I'm thick, erect, <laughs> and let's move on. I swear to God, that was the word we, I was saying. We can man. just wrap it up you in know? there. Um, but, but if I, you know. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, do it, bro. Just do it. It's erect, you know, because. Um, Could have been building. I'm going to follow. I, I think I know what you're going to say. It could have been building. No, because I've, I've erected a new life for myself. Like a you baby know? forearm holding an apple. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've erected a, uh, um, a Todd that I'm proud of, that I love, uh, that I love, you know, for the first time, you know, I get to look in the mirror and be proud of the person looking back at me, you know, that, and, uh, um, that person's always been there. I just got, had to erect it. So I'm going with erect. Of course you are. I'll count it. Uh, I'm going to go practice as in practice the program. That's I think when I can remind myself that there, this isn't a matter of reaching the finish line and, I'm going to continue to fuck up along the way, and that's okay because it's practice. You know, when I have something and I get nervous at work, you're giving a presentation, I'm taking a test, whatever it's going to be, I get nervous, and I kind of fumble up, and I've got my moments like that. But during the practice, I kill it because I'm relaxed, and I'm calm, and I don't put too much pressure on myself. That, and that, that reminding myself that it's a practice. It's a practice of the program. Because I'm never going to do it perfectly, and that's okay. But as long as I keep practicing, I get better and better. I like that a lot. That's actually kind of going off what I was thinking of. So I'm going to cheat. I'm going to use two words and build better. And mm-hmm. just to your point right Fuck, there. Fuck, that's Joe Biden's thing. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. Build back better or something? Yeah. Yep, build back better. Too late. You I don't have go it back it. in there. Now I'm going to stumble all over all, all over my words and fucking happy 4th of Easter. Um, but no, seriously, so be better. Be, be better, right? Build better. Regardless of um, the six years that I've put together and things I've been able to accomplish in sobriety that, that Alcoholics Anonymous and God has given me, I can always build better. You know, the room looks pretty good right now, but I can add to that. I can add to the house. I can add to that spiritual house. And remember that the best is yet to come. You know, it always is every time, you know, when we're practicing, when we keep building. All right. So let's build back, build better, erect practices. Go out and be God's bitch today. Later guys. This episode was presented commercial free by the rule 62 foundation a nonprofit offering financial support for addiction treatment, sober housing placement, and life-building programs. If you're struggling with addiction, know someone who is, or want to make a donation, visit r62foundation.org for details. That's r62foundation.org.